Praise God. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? How good is God? Just how good is he? Sister Shelley, how good is God? Why don't you just testify, Sister Shelley? How about that? someone say it like this the good news is the bad news was all wrong I like it like that praise the Lord the good news is the bad news was all wrong amen God is able to do more amen if sin where sin abounds grace does much more abound amen where sickness abounds healing does much more abound there's a man by the name of Jesus that died for you on Mount Calvary, that took every penalty and strike for the sin and the sickness in your body, and he's able to heal you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Amen. I'm thankful today that I know who Jesus is. Praise the Lord. I, it just it feels so good in the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't know if any of you have ever had this, but has anybody ever had a fireplace? And in the evening time on a cold day, you go in and you just build a good warm fire and you ever sat down. And that's how it is around the house of the Lord. Amen. You get a little Holy Ghost fire around here and amen. Pretty soon that soothing presence of God begins to move and minister. And it is just so healing, isn't it? Amen. Do you feel the healer in the house today? Because I do. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to get into the word a minute uh, in a minute, but I want to I want to mention that service again. The last Sunday of the month, Brother Harper was able to work that in his schedule. And he is going to be ministering again Sunday morning and Sunday evening. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for several to get the Holy Ghost. I'm looking for the presence of God to move and to get ready. Everybody just say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Bring somebody to the house of the Lord. We're going to continue to have revival. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to the Word just for a few moments today. We're going to go to Matthew, the 13th chapter. Matthew 13. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 9. And then later we will cover 18 through 23, but which is the answer? It's the explanation of Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. While you're turning there, I want to thank each and every one of you for your prayers. Amen. For... Uh, healing for this pastor. I'm telling you, 
that was one of the longest spells that I've had for a while. And uh, God touched me. And uh, even today, I finally broke my fever today after 10 days. And uh, man, it, it feels good. Praise the Lord to feel better. That makes sense, doesn't it? It feels good to feel better. Amen. You know, the bad thing about pain is it hurts. Amen. Pain didn't hurt. It wouldn't be bad, would it? Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him. So he went into a ship and he sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, he sowed some seeds. He sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls, of, and the fowls came and devoured them up. And some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deep, deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root and they withered away. And some fell among the thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell on good ground. Everybody say good ground. Good ground, good ground and brought forth fruit some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And then he said this, and this is so important. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, Jesus is saying this is mighty important. And you need to pay attention to what I'm saying. I'm going to preach this or teach this today. I'm still going to coddle this voice for a little while. I want to teach this on this topic today. Which one are you? Which one are you? Would you do this before you're seated? Would you just turn around, shake somebody's hand, and ask them tonight, which one will you be? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I was reminded that if I say I'm not going to be long, I usually am. And Brother Justin wore me out really good the other day. So how about this? I'm going to say I'm going to be a long time, and I'll be short. Would that be all right? As long as we get what God says, that's what's important. I know that it's, it's Wednesday, and you all have sacrificed to be here but there is such a great anointing tonight in this house. Praise the Lord. Matthew 13. In the scripture that we've read today into our hearing. The word of God speaks to us very clearly of kingdom principles. And I have been doing much teaching on kingdom principles. I, I, not long ago I, I, I taught fervently about kingdom principles. And for there to be kingdom principles... There's got to be a kingdom. For there to be a kingdom, there's got to be a king. 
Amen. So we need to understand today that if we can grasp this concept, amen, of the kingdom of God, you will understand your place. Amen. Now I want to explain to everyone that he is not just king. He is king of kings and lord of lords. He is alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. And this is his kingdom, his authority, his power, and his might. Amen. So we understand today in the word of God that he is speaking to us of kingdom principles. And in the principles here, he's speaking to us about his will and his intent for everyone that is given opportunity to hear the word of God. Amen. Now I want to tell us tonight that God's word is powerful. Amen. I want to say that again. God's word is powerful. The Bible said where the word of a king is, there's power. And I would submit to you that where the word of the king of kings is, there is much more power. Amen. My, I'm here to tell you and make a proclamation of the power of the word of God that abides in the authority of God. I, I, I love studying kingdom principle because I find it explained by a centurion one time that had a servant that needed touched by the Lord and he approached Jesus and, and Jesus said, I'll come and, and we'll do some healing. And, and the centurion said this, he said, he said, not so, Lord. He said, I'm not worthy. He said that you would come under my roof. But he said, but I being someone of authority do understand authority. And then he said this, that if you will just speak the word, it will be. And I want to tell you today that when we grasp the fullness and the power and the authority of the word of God and we began proclaiming the word of God magnifying the word of God oh my I'm here to tell you that when you start amen laying claims to the promise of the word of God amen the word of God will be manifested in your life and it will change you it will rearrange you it will resurrect you it will heal you it will bless you amen I'm talking today about the authority that abides in the word of God. Amen. Amen. My father, I couldn't help but think as I was studying. My father always, he kept his word. Matter of fact, my dad believed in his word. Being very firm, mom, and whatever dad said went. And uh, if he said something, he did it. My grandfather was the very same way. If they, if they said something, they did it. And uh, when, when we were young, amen, and back when it wasn't capital punishment, it was corporal punishment, thank God, or I wouldn't be here. Those were the days. And uh, I remember we would get out, Brother Todd, and my dad... It, when kids would act up, and uh, all kids act is what kids do. Kids learn. They have to be corrected. But I, I remember Brother Bogle. Amen. My father used to look at me, and, and I would watch. And if he ever snapped his fingers at me, I knew that I was walking the, the line. And then, if he ever said this word, 
I'll tend to you when we get home. He never broke his word. Now you can take that for good or for bad. But my dad was truthful in what he said. Let me tell us today, we serve a God that loves us. He is the heavenly father of all. And the promises of God in him are yea and amen. And when he promises us something, I want you to know that daddy's promise is good. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? God's word is powerful. Amen. We're talking about the sower that went forth to sow. Isaiah 58 or 55 talks about this principle. It tells us that for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make it to bring forth and to bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. God's word will never return void. It will always garner a response in people. When I spoke uh, in opening uh, comments, I made mention of four types of people that are described in the word of God. I want you to know that every single person in this place fits into one of these four categories. You are not outside of these categories. You are one of the four. And it's up to you to determine which one you're going to be. Tonight, we are not just gathered here to hear ourselves speak. And, and we love the testimonies. And we're receiving an offering. And we're, we're encouraging one another. And, and, and I love that. And I need that as much as you all do. It is so good and refreshing. Amen. But Bible study is far more than a ritual. Amen. It is God's divine plan of harvesting the word of God that is sown. In other words, the word of God is spoken, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes, and it's not going to be. Amen. That God's plan, I want you to know, is divine and is put into effect. And God pays attention, Brother Cook, when, when the preacher preaches the word and the word goes forth, God's plan is brought about and put into effect. And God is here, amen, to minister to men and to women, amen, and kingdom principle is being brought about. Why? Because of the word of God. Amen. We appreciate the move of the Holy Ghost. We will never separate the moving of the Spirit of God. But we had a string of services here recently. And uh, I'm going to tell you that Friday night and Saturday night, amen, were powerful. Sunday was one of the most powerful messages that I have ever heard in my life. And I, I want everyone to know that Sister, uh, Sister Moore, she described it perfectly. The entire sermon was an altar call. That was, that was absolutely phenomenal. But the presence of God was moving. Why? Because the word of God was moving. When the word of God moved, what happened? 
The Spirit of God moves. Amen. And, and, it, and it works in conjunction with one another. And what happened was this, that through those series of services, the anointing of God was released, the Word of God was spoken, and Sister Shelley got healed. Amen. Kingdom principle. Shown to... Absolutely. The devil's a liar. God's a healer. That's kingdom principle. That's not the end of it. Some got the Holy Ghost. Kingdom principle. Why? Because the word of God was spoken. Amen. And power. Amen. Was was brought about. Why? By the word of God. And kingdom principle. Let me tell you. If you'll bite into the word of God. It will change your life. Amen. In Matthew 13, Jesus categorized the four types of responses given by men to the word of God. Number one, the Bible tells us this, that the sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Scripture goes on to tell us, and and it gave the explanation It gave the answer to all of this parable because his disciples asked him, Master, what meaneth these these words? What meaneth these parables? And then he answered them. He drew them aside. I want to tell us today there's many times that you can speak to the church more intricately and more privately than you can speak to everyone else. And he drew his disciples aside and he began to talk to them of the intimate details of the word. And then he began to give an explanation of that word in verses 18 through through 23. And then he said this, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. So he gave us the parable. And then he says this, Because I love you and because you're important to me, I'm going to tell you what the word means. My, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says the sower went forth to sow. And then scripture answers that. And it goes on to tell us, when anyone heareth, listen to this, the word of the kingdom. I love how it put that. Not just the word of God, but the word of the kingdom. Amen. When the word of God is spoken, the law of the kingdom is put into effect. Amen. And by the effectual power of the word of God, amen, something is put into motion. Amen. And the word of God will never return void. And, and, and here we are told, amen, that the word goes forth. And then it said this, and when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, now listen to this next portion, and understandeth it not. Now that would seem innocent right there. Well, they don't understand it. The word understand comes from the Greek word hymen. And it means this, to possess and to process. To possess and to process. Now I want you to know today that if the word of God goes forth, it is up to you to possess it and to process it. And if you do not possess it, and process it, you'll lose it. But but the word of God will not return void. No, but it does something in the process of that somebody will get some good out of it, even if it's the foul of the air. Somebody's going to get something from the word. Amen. Let me 
watching the clock tonight. I'm being careful. Amen. Let me, let me tell us this today. We, we as a church, and, and I'm, I'm speaking to this group, we as a church, we understand, amen, the different levels of ministry and the different years of experience of ministry with men. We understand today that there's young men that are learning to preach. And they're putting their words together. And they're, they're getting their footing underneath them. And they're, they're learning to walk the steps. And they're learning to get it on. And then we've got those that, that have preached the word of God for years. Brother Mason, Elder Brother Mason is not here tonight, but he's preached the word far longer than I have. But let me tell everyone in this place something. You can receive something out of every message. As a matter of fact, every message is a possibility of salvation, revival, healing, anointing, Liberty, and let me tell you something today. You better be careful when you look at a man of God and you say, I don't like that one. I don't like this one. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the word to you. Let me tell you something today. If God has ordained a minister, you better sit up and take note of him, especially an apostolic minister. Now, he may not preach your style. He may not tickle your fancy, but he is carrying the mightiest thing this side of the kingdom and the authority of the power of God. He has hold of the word of God. And the word of God that is spoken through the most unlearned to the most well-learned, amen, has hold of the word of God. And I want you to know, amen, that if, if Brother John were to step up here and, and begin to preach the word, that same word is just as powerful as a man of God that would preach it for 50 years. Why? Because it's the cargo that we're carrying. It's not the vessel that delivers it. This word is so powerful. It is life changing. It will wreck you. It will make you. It will pulverize you. Amen. And that's God's will. That's what he wants. He is the rock that men break themselves against. Amen. My. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, that word understand comes from the Greek word hymi, and it means to possess and to process it. When we do not take the opportunity we have to possess the word, what happens? The Bible goes on to say, Then cometh the wicked one and stealeth away that which was sown in his heart. I want you to know today that if you leave here today and you do not put the word of God into effect in your life, you stand chance of the enemy of your soul reaching into the corners of your mind and into the depths of your heart and stealing away that which God has given to you. We find it written in the word of God. I will hide the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against him. You've got to make sure that you are one of the ones that says, i got to have every word. I'm just going to strow this tonight as I would sow a seed. And I'm going to tell you today, whether it's painful, you hear what I'm saying? 
Bible said, amen, describes the word of God as a hammer. And I heard one say, uh, should we ought not be able to believe that the word of God should then hammer us? If the Bible said the word of God is a hammer, should it not be able to hammer us? Amen. So I'm going to tell you today, amen, that it is a poor preacher that preaches sweet notes, amen, to us all the time and tickles our ears all the time and doesn't offend the soulless nature of us occasionally. And I want you to know today that the Bible said in the end time there would be men with itching ears and they, they would look for something that would tickle them and, and, and they could just build a foundation of fluff. Amen. I want you to know today I got to have the word of God though it, though it hurt me, though it cut me, though it slices me. The word of God is quicker, is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing asunder soul and spirit bone and marrow. The word of God must garner a response, number one, in every one of us. You've got to give a response to the word. Amen. Number two. Scripture goes on to tell us this. Some fell among stony places. This is group number two. The Bible said that they had not much earth. There was no soil there. And it sprung up, but because there was no deepness of the earth, when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because there was no root, they withered away. Now Jesus elaborated on this, on the last portion of this, and in this next portion of Scripture. And he said this on this very same thing. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word and with joy, listen to this, receiveth it. He's received the word of God. And everybody's excited that they've received the word of God. Everybody's happy that they've received the word of God. And they're happy that they've received the word of God. But there's something missing. The Bible said, yet he hath no root in himself, but endureth for a little while, and when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, by and by he is offended. This right here, this group of people, is the fair-weathered fellow. Amen? As long as the evangelist is in town, they don't have no problem living for God. As long as the praise team is playing, they ain't got no problem living for God. As long as the preacher preaches nothing too hard, amen, they don't have no problem. As long as the Holy Ghost is falling, they're okay. But if it gets too hard, if it costs me too much, if it's required by the Lord to give up some stuff, amen, then I step away from it and I forget the joy in which I received it. You know, we used to hear it said of people that received the Holy Ghost years ago, even by past generations, 
that when they would come up, Brother Kevin, and pray through to the Holy Ghost, and make a service or two or three, and then they wouldn't come back into the house of God. Amen. They wouldn't give things up. They wouldn't change. That's an, a lesson in itself. But we used to say they didn't get the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's untrue. That's absolutely untrue. And I can prove that biblically by just what I read. The problem was there was no earth. There was no roots. There was nothing there, amen, that they would take root and stand, amen, in the toilsome, hard, trying times of living for God. Let me, let me ask you tonight, which one will you be tonight? Will you be the one that comes to the altar, repents of their sins, receives the Holy Ghost, and lives for God during the good times and can't make it during the hard times? But I got news for you. There's coming hard times. There's coming tough times. There's coming quiet times. There's coming trials. There's coming doubts. There's coming fears. There's coming tribulation in your life. What will you do in those times? What will you do in those times? When the preacher that you have picked that preaches your pension is not the one delivering the word. Will you keep living for God? Amen. When spouses up and leave you, will you continue to live for God? When your children are disobedient and you're going through things in your household that are tearing your family apart, will you continue serving God? When you get to the job and they're making fun of you because you got a funny hairdo and you wear a skirt and, and you don't act like everybody else, will you continue serving God? Amen. Like you made up in your mind, you're going to. Let me tell you, God's looking for somebody with some root stretcher that said, I'm going to make it. I'm going to survive. I'm going to live. I'm going to press. Look at your neighbor and tell them this. Grow some roots. One of the greatest things you'll ever do spiritually is to grow roots. Amen. Let me tell you, there's a million fly-by-night people. They, 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 they don't know where they're going church to next. They don't know who their next preacher is going to be. They, don't, they can't make up their mind about anything. Amen. Let me tell you something. You need to grow some roots in Jesus Christ. You need to give up some things. You, oh my, you need to plant you, amen, with a sharpshooter down into the soil of this old world, amen, that you are going to live for God regardless of what you go through. Are you going to live for him every day? And then when you fail, are you going to get back up? Because the Bible said the righteous man. How many times does he fall? Somebody remind me. Seven times. And what does he do? He rises up. Rejoice not against me, oh mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I want you to know today, you will have failures in your life. You will wreck your life sometimes. Oh, but God is able if you will grow roots. 
Oh, what is that? I'm going to Wednesday night Bible study. I'm going to Saturday morning prayer meeting. I'm going to Sunday morning Sunday school. I'm going to work day. I'm going to prayer meeting. I'm going to youth services. I'm going to special services. I'm going to camp meeting. I'm Oh, some of us need to make up in our mind. I am going to grow roots. problem with Pentecost today is it has become shallow my I'm telling us the truth today amen if we are not careful we will just get so used to having church and thinking that's all there is to church let me tell you something this thing it goes much deeper than this amen you need to grow roots amen Jeremiah Jeremiah said, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way and walk therein? I want to tell you today that if you're going to grow roots, you need to do it the old-fashioned way. Amen. You need to do it the old-fashioned way. Amen. Brother Danny, we, we grow gardens, you and I do. Man, Brother Danny, give me a plant. Of eggplants that he got from Brother Ronnie, I think. He gave them to me. I was busy pastoring and I, I was running out there. I didn't plant those things deep in the soil like they needed to be planted. And, and uh, I want to tell you that they need to go deep. And uh, I, the sun would come out. Brother Danny, I was having to water them every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And pretty soon it became tiresome. You know what I'm saying? I just watered them crazy plants. I just water. I ain't got time to plant them, but I just watered them. I just watered them. And then the next thing you know, I missed watering them. Well, what happened to the plant? They died. Let me tell you something today. If you don't take root, if you don't make up in your mind that you are going to live for God on a daily basis, Amen. That you're gonna, that you're on by, that, that you're gonna suffer those times of drought in your life. And I want to tell us today, I, I could expound on this much, but I'm just gonna touch this today. Amen. There's gonna be times in your life. Amen. Job was a righteous man. The Bible said perfect in his day. And Job said this. He said, I looked. He said, on, on, his right, on my right hand, he was not there. He said, on my left hand, or on his left hand, he said, where he worketh. He said, he wasn't nowhere to be found. There's going to be times in your life that you're going to look up and you're going to say, God, where in the world are you at? I need you in my situation. And you're going to get a, hear a piercing quietness. Amen. God is trying you to do what? To grow deep roots. Because down there in the soil, you can tap in to the water of the spirit of God get out of your shallow lifestyle oh my get out of those shallow living ideas and plant your root so deep in God some deep roots do it the old fashioned style amen let me tell us today amen it's the old paths that work take root you will never bear fruit until you take root. Is that all right? Amen. I'm going to tell you one more thing just from garden experience. Amen. There's a lot of gardeners today that, that love. They're not gardeners. They're hobby gardeners. 
and they'll go to Lowe's, and they'll go to Rural King, and they'll get them some tomato plants. They'll get them big beef steak tomato plants and bigger boys and better boys and all them kind of things. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. You look up, some of them things are 20 bucks a piece. They're that big. Some of them have pre-made tomatoes on them. You stick them in the ground, man, them things. You know what I found out? You buy one of them things, 99% of the time, the fruit drops off before you can ever hurt. It's just an enticer to buy the wretched thing. You go get you a $1 tomato plant. Plant that thing deep. Begin to water and fertilize it. Amen. That thing will produce for all God. Listen to me. you got to grow roots if you're going to bear fruit. Amen. Praise God. The third one, and some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up, and it choked them. Jesus said, and he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of the world. Listen to this. And the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Amen. I want to give us a word tonight. The goal of your enemy is to keep us from bearing fruit. He don't care whether you live or not. He don't care whether you die or not, even though he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if he can make you unfruitful, your generation will die, and there will not be another generation to pick up the gospel. You need to become fruitful and give somebody a Bible study and teach somebody about who Jesus is. a lot of people that have an attitude of my four and no more. I mean, I had somebody tell me one time, Brother Cook, your problem, he said, he said, is, is you want a big old church? I said, you're absolutely right. I said, I'd be spiritually brain dead if I believed anything different than that. Amen. You can go anywhere you want to go to church. But let me tell you something. On the day of Pentecost, there were around 3,000 people that prayed through to the Holy Ghost. Pow! Instant church. Let me tell us something. God added daily to the church such as should be saved. Now I want to clarify something. It doesn't matter whether you're running three or three hundred. A church is a church. And I respect and I love every church and every pastor. But I want you to know God put something down on the inside of me that drives me to have an evangelist, that drives me to have revival, that drives me to have prayer meeting, that drives me to study the word, that drives me to preaching the word. Why? Because I want to bear fruit. Because if I look the part and I act the part and I don't bear fruit, am I part? Jesus came to a fig tree one time. The Bible said the time of the fig was not yet. Jesus came to the fig tree expecting figs and there were no figs. Amen. And the Bible said that he answered the fig tree. That fig tree made a statement to the Lord. The curse of the talking fig tree. What statement would a fig tree say? That statement was this. I will not bear fruit. 
I will not bear fruit. You better be careful when you say I will not bear fruit. I won't listen to that preacher. I won't do that. I won't go there. I won't go to that service. I won't listen to that sermon. That ain't my way. You better be careful. If you ain't careful, you cut every bud on your plant off and pretty soon you ain't producing nothing in your life. You gotta have the word to grow fruit. Amen. You gotta put down roots to grow fruit. And if you ain't producing something, baby, you're missing something in God. Amen. God requires us to bear fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness. Oh, listen today. You gotta bear fruit in your life. If you ain't bearing the fruit, you can't, amen, you can't mimic the fruit. You can't fake the fruit. You got to have the fruit. Hallelujah. So you got to bear fruit. And I want you to know that if the devil gets you to the point that you are not bearing fruit, he's got you right where he wants you. Because the church will die in one generation. We've got to bear fruit. Amen. Let me tell us something. I've got grandkids. I'm praying for them every day. Amen. I'm calling their names, Ashley. Amen. Jaden and Easton and Wavy and Remy. Call their name today. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Kelsey and Laney and Hattie and Lucy and him. I call their name and I say, God, let something be birthed in them that they continue. Don't let my generations die. Let my family live for God. And let my children's children bear people that, that bear the name apostolic in their life. I'm almost. Brother Kevin, our great-grandmother's grandmother, lived for the Lord, Mom, on Dad's side. Amen. The UPC Church in Sand Ridge, Oklahoma, was built by my grandfather that was born in the 1800s. I've got a rich apostolic heritage that runs deep. Amen. I had a great-grandmother that prayed that there would be a certain number of apostolic preachers that would come from her lineage. And I'm here to tell you that they still hadn't stopped producing because her prayers keep... Oh, my. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let me tell you something. You need to take root. Amen. I, listen, I, I, I'm here to tell we, we started Jeremiah in school the other day. He's running around here playing with these other kids, praying with the other kids in chapel around here. Amen. On Friday evening, let me tell you, oh, who's to say that Jeremiah won't be preaching the word of God, proclaiming the word of God? Oh, my. You know why? Because grandma, amen, she buried roots so deep that she said, I'm going to live for God. Though my husband is gone on, I'm living for God. I'm teaching my Sunday school room. I'm teaching my children. Oh, listen, you got to bear fruit. I'm going to lose my voice if I ain't careful. Oh, this message is so near and dear to me. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. What the enemy wants for you is that you become unfruitful. I'm going to tell you today 
God did not give birth to a dead church here, Sister Sisk. It's a powerful, living, holy, righteous church that the Lord gave birth to in this place. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell us all this church is going to maintain. This church is going to live for God. This church is going to preach holiness. This church is going to preach Jesus' name, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This church is going to make a proclamation of the old past and tell you you got to live holy and you got to have the Holy Ghost down on the inside, just like the Bible said. Why? Because if we're going to bear fruit, you got to take root. And with me today. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. They became unfruitful. The goal of our enemy is to keep us from bearing spiritual fruit. Uh, uh, Colossians 2 and 7 says this. I am to be rooted in Christ, built up in him. Amen. And John 5 and 5 says this. He is in the vine, and we are the branches. Amen. I want to tell us today. Amen. It's the vine's obligation. Amen. To give sap to the branches. But it's the branches' obligation to bear fruit, which is an overflow and abundance of what God. Oh, my. If you're not bearing fruit, you'll not reach the lost and dying of the world. The root is the abundance of who we are. The root is the overflow of what we have. The root is what God has given to us that changes the world. The root is what comes out of, or the fruit is what comes out of this place. And it feeds the lost. And it feeds the blind. And it feeds the hungry. I want us to know today, amen, we got to bear fruit. Praise God. This can't be just about me. As we spend all of our time struggling with self, we will never be able to affect others. Our fruit is to be the overabundance of Christ in us. If you'll remain standing while I just give us one more bit. It's this. And others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some hundredfold. Some sixtyfold. Some thirtyfold. Who are you going to be? Which one will you be? Will you be the one that, that the fowls of the air comes and steals the gospel away from you? Will, will you be the one that, uh, uh, that, that falls on, on, on stony ground and falls on thorny ground and, and the enemy dries up that which you got? Or will you be the one that said, I'm going to bear fruit wherever I go. Whatever I do, I'm going to be profitable for the kingdom of God. Oh my, let me tell us today. Amen. God, God's idea, amen, for perfect in our lives is that we bear fruit, Brother Kevin. And I'm going to finish it with this. Not all of us are going to bear the same amount of fruit. You can have two trees in your yard, Brother Danny. And both of them won't, even though they, they bear the same fruit, they won't bear the same amount of fruit. As a matter of fact, I found out that in fruit trees, it works like this. Many times, one tree will bear one year, and the next one will bear the next year. And the next tree will bear the next year, and they will alternate in their blossoming, their budding, and their fruit giving. 
Amen. Let me tell us today. There's times in our life that we're not bearing much fruit. Amen. But if I've got a brother in Christ that's bearing fruit, oh God, help me to, to help him to bear fruit. Help me to help somebody to give an overabundance. You might not be given a Bible study this week. It might be me that gives a Bible study. I might not have won nobody this week. Go and win somebody. But bear fruit and be profitable to the kingdom of Christ. Which one will you be? Amen. I believe today that we need to make up in our mind. I am going to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. I'm going to raise my kids in church. I'm going to teach my kids to plant their roots deep. I'm going to teach them about holiness. And then I'm going to reach everybody that I can in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Could we just lift our hands to the Lord and love him together? Hallelujah. 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 Oh God. Lord, we give you praise and honor. Glory today in Jesus' name. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap in this place? We're dismissing, but I want to tell somebody in this place, you can have Christ in your life tonight. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. It's not too late. And I, I, I never want to end service without inviting someone to an altar. Amen. But I want to tell you today that if you want the Holy Ghost tonight, you do not have to leave the house without receiving the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Could we... Could we all just lift our hands as we give someone an opportunity, a moment? It's all right. I, I'm telling you the Lord is in this place. If you desire the Holy Ghost, if you, if you want to be baptized tonight, if you need something from God, I'm telling you that he's here in this house today. Hallelujah.